twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the different types of two-way radios and how they are designed to be used. We'll talk about some of the types of radio services available to the public, their advantages and limitations, and how they are used. We'll also review the new Cobra MRHH450 dual combination marine and GMRS radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. There are many different types of radios on the market, and they all do essentially the same thing. They send and receive voice data or some other form of communication between one or another wirelessly over the air. But while they all perform the same basic operation, they all don't do it on the same wavelength or even on the same radio service. Let's talk about some of these types of two-way radios and some of the differences between them. All right, let's do. Like you were just saying... There are a lot of wavelengths or a lot of frequencies out there, um, many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands. There are a lot of frequencies, and there's a, a big difference in these frequencies. Some frequencies travel much, much further than others. Some aren't very good for indoor use. Some are work better outdoors. The FCC in the United States, the Federal Communications Commission, is the agency that is sort of tasked with organizing all these frequencies. So the, the types of radio services that we're going to talk about in this episode were sort of invented by the FCC. The FCC saying, here is what you're allowed to use this range of frequencies for, or these specific frequencies in certain cases. So um, the services that we're getting ready to talk about are all created by the FCC and sort of monitored and and enforced by the FCC. Now, these aren't all the services out there, but these are the the primary services that are available for public use. Right. And these are the ones that, that we encounter on a day-to-day basis right. and, um, you know, or fairly often. And we sell equipment that sort of works on these services. So, Well, rather than just go around and, and, and pick one or the other, uh, let's do it kind of in alphabetical order so to speak. Uh, we'll start with the amateur radio service, or what's known as ham radio. Uh, that's a good place to start because amateur radio is sort of all over the board. There, there are frequencies in amateur radio that um, are in many of the different frequency bands. You can use HF frequencies in the, I don't know, 1 megahertz up to 30 megahertz. There's a few ranges in there that are allocated for amateur. There's VHF frequencies, UHF frequencies. Um, so amateur has allocations all over the board. 
and uh, they're intended for hobby or personal use. Mm-hmm. And they utilize um, uh, international Morse code, voice communication, data, pictures, and, and even video. That uh, they're used for a lot of different a, a lot of different things. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of rules as far as how you can use the frequencies. Mm-hmm. Now there there are. Uh, guidelines that amateurs themselves have, whereas, you know, this part of this frequency range is used for Morse code. This part is used for data transmission. But um, there, there's a lot of flexibility in how amateur or ham radio frequencies can be used. Now, a license is required to operate an amateur radio. Um, there are three levels of licensing currently um, that uh, determine which bands and frequencies that uh, an amateur radio operator can, can use. Uh, or is allowed to access, and there's no minimum age requirement. Any anybody any age can be uh, a, ham, a licensed ham radio operator, and uh, that uh, falls under uh, Part 97 of the FCC rules. The whole amateur radio uh, service. That's right. Continuing alphabetically, let's go with the aviation service or airband radios. All right. Now, airband radios are specifically for use in aircraft. Um, Now, it's for navigation or for um, communication between aircraft or between the the aircraft and, uh, I guess, ground communication. VHF airband radios work best when used outdoors at high altitudes. Now, all the frequencies in the aviation service are around 120 megahertz VHF. Mm -hmm. So uh, those frequencies travel uh, very well outdoors. They're not like HF frequencies. They're not going to go thousands of miles. But when used from an aircraft, you get very good coverage outdoors. The handheld airband radios are typically around 5 watts. And uh, one reason is because it doesn't really take a lot of wattage uh, at that altitude to, uh, to go very far. That's right. There's not a lot of obstructions when you're flying an airplane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then you have panel uh, navigation slash communication, uh, or what's known as NAVCOM radios, uh, for uh, uh, for mounting into the um, into the aircraft, and those are typically around eight watts. And uh, once again, you don't need a whole lot of wattage up there. Absolutely right. The aviation radios uh, used domestically within the United States, within U.S. airspace generally are licensed by rule. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're unlicensed. That is sort of a misnomer. Some people will, will say that, oh, if it's licensed by rule, it's unlicensed. This is an unlicensed radio. You don't need a license for it. Well, no, that's not what it means. Licensed by rule means that by purchasing that radio, by having that radio and operating it in accordance with the FCC rules, you are licensed to use that radio by rule. You don't have to go out and buy a license. But uh, it's still a, a form of a license. Yeah, and there are rules for operating in these, these unlicensed, quote-unquote, services. You just don't need a license. Right? Don't, you know, to hold a you license don't need something it, with yeah. your name on it. You don't have to take a test or pay any money to specifically get a license. You're licensed just by the fact that you're, you're using the equipment. Right. So... Um, the airband radios, they generally fall under Part 87 of the FCC rules. The next one would be Citizens Band Radio, the Citizens Band Radio Service, or what's known as uh, CB. 
that's right. CB has been around for a long time. Most people are familiar uh, with CB radios or certain CB equipment. Um, now, CB radios use frequencies around the 27 megahertz range. So those frequencies are um, in the HF category, and those frequencies can travel very, very far. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of CB radios, um, well, CB radio is limited to four watts of power. If you use a lot more power or, or uh, amplifiers and antennas, you can communicate around the world with CB radio but that's not allowed on the CB frequency. Right. CB is limited to four watts of output power. Um, if you want to transmit around the world on frequencies similar to CB, you need to go to the amateur service. There's um, the 10 meter band under the amateur service it has the same capabilities of CB frequencies. Now, the CB radio service operates on 40 shared channels in an AM mode or in a single sideband mode. And uh, once again, no individual license is required, and there's no minimum age requirement to, to operate a CB radio. Uh, and there was a big boom in the 70s where uh, it seemed like everybody and their grandmother, and literally <laughs> grandmothers, had CB radios and were, and were using them. Um, they, are, they are still in use, uh, yeah. so, which would surprise most people. In fact, I, we just spoke to a customer who... Um, owns a construction business, and they're using CB radios in their uh, equipment. So they, they're still around. They're still in use, and uh, they are uh, particularly used uh, on the road, uh, truckers, you know, most popularly by, by truckers. Uh, and it falls under Part 95 of the FCC rules. And there's several of these services that actually fall under Part 95 of the FCC rules. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple uh, of the other ones uh, right now. The family radio service, or what's known as FRS. FRS. Now, this is a, uh, I guess, relatively new service. I think it was um, it came about in the mid-'90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is 14 specific channels in the UHF, um, 460 megahertz range. And it's limited to half watt of power, licensed by rule, so you don't need to have a license um, to use the radios. And it's for family or personal communications. And I understand it can also be used for business use uh, to a certain degree. Some, yeah, some... It, it's called the family radio service, but mm-hmm. there's no rule specifically saying you, it's for individuals only. I, anyone can use frequencies assigned through the FRS. And, now, given the uh, low transmit power, you'll find that the optimal range on an FRS channel is, uh, uh, I, you know, you'd be lucky to get two miles off of that. But, uh, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. usually about a quarter mile or less, maybe, maybe uh, you know, around the block, <laughs> I would say, is probably better. Right. Half a watt is not a lot of power, and if you're indoors trying to communicate with somebody outdoors, you're probably going to be disappointed in the range that you get. But for short-range communication, they work really well, and, and not requiring a license is a, a big benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, any Anyone can use FRS. Any age uh, group, uh, anyone anywhere uh, can pretty much use the family radio service. No uh, individual license is required for it. Um, One interesting and, uh, thing about the FRS is that seven... Of the freq- seven of the fourteen frequencies for FRS are shared with GMRS, mm-hmm. 
So um, the, the same exact frequencies are available in both services. But, um, well, I guess we'll move on to GMRS um, after we finish. FRS. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about GMRS right now, as a matter of fact. And uh, FRS does fall under Part 95 of the FCC rules. Uh, now we get into the uh, General Mobile Radio Service, which is uh, also known as GMRS. And uh, GMRS uh, is often tied in with uh, FRS. Even though they're actually two different services, uh, you'll find a lot of these radios uh, being sold today combine FRS and GMRS frequencies together. Absolutely. It's, it's actually pretty rare to see a GMRS-only radio. Uh, there are 15 GMRS frequencies, like FRS, there in, in the UHF 460 megahertz range. And uh, with GMRS, you um, do not have the half-watt limitation that you have with FRS. Mm -hmm. You can um, have much, much higher power on GMRS, even, uh, I believe, up to 50 watts. But you'll typically see most of the GMRS handhelds sold these days uh, around 5 watts or or less. Well, the handhelds are going to max out, I believe, at 5 watts. But most of them, if you're looking at the the two-pack radios, are probably going to be 2 watts or less. Now, the optimal range on these is is really going to vary. I mean, you'll as we mentioned many times before on the two-way radio show, um, you know they'll they'll make some outrageous range claims on some of these GMRS radios. Um, you know, thirty-seven miles, fifty miles, whatever. But um, you know, optimal range is probably going to really be about two miles, and and the typical range is really going to depend largely on on your location, terrain, other factors. If you're lucky enough to have a GMRS radio that has a removable antenna, you can probably get a lot more out of it. That's right. With a typical two-pack radios with a fixed antenna that's, that shares FRS and GMRS, usually we don't uh, tell people to expect more than two miles when communicating radio to radio. But um, you, know, you can certainly get more depending on your, your terrain. Now... There is another major difference between FRS and GMRS, and that is the licensing. Uh, unlike FRS, which is a license by rule, a license is required for GMRS, but that one license covers your whole family, pretty much. Oh, extended family, aunts, yeah. uncles, I believe, nieces, nephews. Um, it's uh, a pretty large range of people that are covered by a GMRS license. With no age restrictions on on the members of the family. The license is not cheap. It's, uh, what, $85? $85. So uh, that's why you'll find that a lot of people don't uh, go out and actually get the license. And there was a proposal by the FCC to get rid of the license requirement and make GMRS license by rule like FRS, but... um, it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of traction. No, that was proposed in 2010. It's 2014, and uh, we're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of these GMRS radios are typically available as handheld walkie-talkies uh, combined with FRS uh, for sale as hybrid FRS-GMRS radios, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you may be able to find, uh, if you're lucky, a mobile or, or a base station unit from here uh, here or there. I've heard they do exist, but I don't know of anyone that actually makes one currently. No, I, I'm not aware either. Most likely, um, 
you need to look for commercial or business equipment that is also Part 95 type accepted. Mm-hmm. Any UHF business radio is going to be able to be programmed for GMRS frequencies, but um, you should also look for the Part 95 type acceptance from the FCC. Since GMRS does fall under Part 95 of the FCC rules, well, that uh, that brings us um, brings us to marine radios, the marine radio service or the marine bands. The marine radios pretty much uh, that operates on VHF frequencies. And uh, that's usually uh, used on seafaring vessels uh, to communicate ship to ship or ship to shore for for everything from routine contact with ports, marinas to emergency distress calls. Um, yeah, the the frequency range for uh, marine radios is is uh, like you said VHF one fifty six to to one seventy four. There are a lot of marine channels and a fairly wide range of frequencies that that uh, they fall in, um, but. You'll see marine radios operating between 1 and 25 watts. Um, you'll see uh, radios in handheld variety as well as a, a lot of fixed or uh, installed units that are made to, to go right in a boat. A lot of those will be waterproof, as mm-hmm. uh, you can imagine. That would be an important feature for marine radios. And as far as the wattage is concerned, it's not as big of a deal um, because the transmissions primarily occur over open water. So the range is going to typically be much greater than land-based radios because you don't have as many obstructions over the water, and the signals can travel fairly fairly far. But uh, antennas, once again, antennas make a lot of difference. Absolutely. Uh, now, the marine radios typically have 88 channels. Um, not all those channels are... Uh, intended to be used by everybody. Uh, certain, there are certain channels reserved for, for specific types of, of uh, communications uh, for specific groups, you know, like commercial ships, the Coast Guard, that sort of thing. Um, but um, they do have a couple of emergency channels as well that are dedicated for marine use. Now, the thing about um, uh, the licensing on marine channels is that uh, like the airband radios, there's no license required when you're operating them uh, in in specific situations. If you're uh, use you know if you're using them on a recreational vessel within uh, U.S. waters, uh, you're not required by law to carry uh, the the license. It, you know, it's a license by rule, pretty much. You're not allowed. Similar you know, you're to not, FRS, yeah. Yeah, you're not required to get a. a a specific license, but if you're going to travel with it outside the U.S. or go to foreign ports uh, in other countries, you will need to get a license. Another thing that's important is you should only use marine radios on the water. You should not use marine radios on the land. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us to uh, our next service here, the multi-use radio service, or MERS. Uh, MERS is a VHF service similar to uh, Marine. It uses frequencies in the 150 VHF range, um, and you are allowed to use them on land unlicensed. So if you were thinking about using a Marine radio for uh, land use, MERS is what you need. Uh, MERS is uh, five specific VHF frequencies. You're limited to two watts of power, 
but you can use um, these frequencies unlicensed as long as you're using a MERS radio. Mm-hmm. And it's available for business or personal use. Anybody can use these. There's there's uh, no age restriction for MERS, and um, you purchase the radio, licensed by rule, um, you know, you're good to go. Uh now, it's not as popular as FRS or GMRS. Uh, you're, you're limited to that uh, maximum power of 2 watts on the radios, So, uh, and it's VHF only. So there are some places where it's going to work better than, than other places. That's right. And, oh, you know, there are also fewer radios. Uh, available in MERS too. They don't make that MERS, MERS is fairly radios. new. Like uh, I think uh, we said, it's created in two thousand. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there's not a lot of MERS options. I believe there are two, maybe two or three companies that are making MERS specific radios. Motorola is one of them. Uh, fortunately, Motorola has uh, sort of converted one of their business VHF radios into a MERS radio, the RMM twenty fifty. So this is a not cheap but a very good quality radio mm-hmm. um, with all five MERS channels programmed uh, in right out of the box. Now, another advantage to having a MERS radio is because MERS is not used as widely, um, the frequencies are is crowded. So that means that someone operating on a MERS frequency uh, may have a little more privacy than on most other, you know, most other services. That's true. Now, it may be important to note that these frequencies used to be in the business band. Yeah. And a couple of the MERS frequencies were default frequencies on some popular business radios, like uh, the Motorola XTN series, for example. Um, so if you're uh, you know, operating near a, a retail store or something that has some very old communications equipment, you may uh, you may hear them on these MERS radios if they haven't updated. And like FRS and GMRS, MERS falls under Part 95 of the FCC rules. And that brings us to the uh, the last radio service we're going to talk about today. That's the Private Land Mobile Radio Service, or PLMRS, or what is known as the, as the business service. Yeah, we refer to it a lot of times as LMR. You'll hear that term also, LMR radios, Land Mobile. I've heard it referred to as BRS, too, for business radio service. They they call it a few different things, I think. Yeah, I've I've also heard that. Sometimes you hear business radio service referring to the the star or dot frequencies that that are like the itinerant or, uh, you know, low-powered frequencies that some radios are programmed for. But uh, the LMR covers a pretty wide frequency range, Lots of UHF frequencies, lots of VHF frequencies. Um, now, most of the other services that we've talked about um, use shared channels, and um, a lot of them are, are for group communication, like CB. You're not mm-hmm. really talking to another person. You're talking to a group. Um, Marine is good for talking to, like, the Coast Guard, or, you know, there are emergency channels that need to be monitored. Uh, with the LMR business radio service, these frequencies are set aside specifically for businesses' internal communications. So that's why you need so many frequencies, and that's also why you have to get a license, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to go to a frequency coordinator to have frequencies specifically assigned to your business so that you can have private communications. You don't have interference from other businesses or other radio users nearby. 
And uh, how much is a typical license cost for a frequency? Uh, typically, getting a, a business radio license starts at around five hundred dollars. Uh, five hundred dollars is for a, a simplex frequency. I can hear the gasps now. <laughs> what? Yeah, you have to consider though. This is giving you exclusive use of a frequency for ten years for your business in your area that nobody else has, really. Right. So anyone that that works for your business is allowed to use radios on these frequencies. And um, you also have a lot of options for uh, how much power you can use. It's very common to see repeaters that are 50 watts, 100 watts, and mobile radios that are 50 watts, handheld radios, 5 watts. There's, There's not a lot of the same restrictions that you have on some of the other services and uh, you also have some flexibility. If, you, if you're a business and uh, you travel around from one location to another, there are specific types of frequencies within this service specifically for that. They're called itinerant frequencies, and you can be licensed for those. Um, so there's a lot of options and a lot of equipment available in this service. And now uh, business radios generally are manufactured uh, with higher quality construction to so some higher standards. Uh, than the consumer radios and some of the other types of radios. Oh, sure. You're, you're not going to see a two-pack of business radios for thirty nine ninety nine, And uh, there's a good reason for that. You know, businesses mm-hmm. are typically going to use radios eight hours a day, um, five to seven days a week. And sometimes in some pretty extreme conditions. Exactly. They're, they're going to take abuse. Those GMRS, FRS radios aren't really built to withstand that type of, of constant use. And one of the other interesting things about the business radios is that they're available in analog or digital modes. You can get a purely analog business radio, a purely digital uh, business radio, and you can get one that operates in kind of a mixed mode, kind of a hybrid uh, between the two. Oh, sure. You're you're definitely seeing digital um, making a big impact on the business radio service. And then business radios are available for UHF and VHF frequencies, and they're not restricted Unlike some of the other radio services, they're not restricted to just one band or another. They, uh, they're they available in UHF or VHF bands. Sure, and, and uh, up to the 800, 900 megahertz frequency range. Mm-hmm. Now, the handhelds are typically uh, somewhere between 1 and 5 watts, but they do make some mobiles. Uh, they go up, what, around 45, 50 watts, depending on the band. Uh, that's correct, and uh, even higher, I believe. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you can get into some high-end equipment and repeaters that, that are... Uh, hundreds of watts. Yeah. The business radios are often repeater capable, and uh, there are uh, there are many features on these things that are user programmable as well. Well, that pretty much covers most of the radio services available to the general public today. Um, as I said before, there are other radio services out there, but uh, these are the ones we're really covering in this uh, episode. Um, any other final thoughts? Uh, Well, we've covered a lot of these services in more detail on other episodes of the Two-Way Radio Show. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested um, in hearing a little more about a certain service, look back through our past episodes. I know uh, a lot of these we've uh, covered in in much more detail, and some of them have had their own episode. Yeah. So um, there's more content out there. We've just briefly touched on these services today. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Cobra MRHH450 Dual Combination Marine and GMRS radio. Is it a truly professional multi-service radio, or is it just all wet? 
We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a new combination marine and GMRS two-way radio from Cobra, the MRHH450 Dual. I'm pretty excited about this radio. Um, we did pretty good with the uh, the HH425 for a couple of years, and this is just a takes basically what the 425 had in it and added some more uh, useful features and, and modifications. True dual band radio, GMRS plus marine frequencies, which is great for those that want to use them on the water and use the marine, or those that want to also use them on land and, and utilize the, the GMRS frequencies. Um, one thing I like about it, it's got a removable antenna. Um, it comes with a dual band antenna uh, to to be able to do both the GMRS and the marine but this will also give you the capability to add a longer antenna something like a Nagoya or even going to a fixed antenna so a magnetic mount on your car when using the GMRS to give you a little bit more range if this is kind of a professional quality radio I'd, I'd compare it to a Midland GXT 5000 in in build quality but the the removable antenna is is huge the that was a knock on the gxt 5000 is right they included frs there so they couldn't make the antenna Mm -hmm. removable but with this you can throw an external antenna on here and connect it to a vehicle or something and and uh got a lot more range no doubt we've heard from a lot of gmrs users that you know the serious gmrs users that were looking for a you know a GMRS radio with a removable antenna so they could specifically increase range and and you know something next to a base station or uh, you know something with uh, with a few more features and and a little more functionality than what was afforded them with these uh, typical bubble pack radios. Sure, a lot of those guys end up going with a commercial radio because um, there's nothing really made. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically for GMRS with that option. But uh, now with the HH450, I think it's a good option for those guys. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a great option, almost a perfect solution. Plus, it's really two radios in one. It's basically a dual-band radio. You know, you've got UHF and VHF for Marine. Now, you can't use the Marine 
frequencies on land legally, but uh, you know, say you uh, you like to go fishing a lot o over the open water and uh, you're using GMRS, uh, this will be a perfect companion for that. No Absolutely. doubt, but packed full of uh, optional features. Um, you know, it does float. Um, we're seeing that quite a bit from uh, uh, Cobra. Uh, we did a review of a GMRS radio a couple weeks ago, and and it was a, a floating radio, uh, fully waterproof, um, which you're really going to, you know, if you're using the marine side of it and use them on open water, it's uh, probably a good thing to, to have. Um, it does utilize the rewind say again feature as well. Now it's, uh, it's where it automatically records the last 20 seconds of the uh, incoming audio now it only does the the VHF calls though it doesn't do it on the GMRS side um, hadn't been able to figure that one out but it's uh, I'm sure they have their reasoning to it uh, noise canceling microphone which is nice if you're cruising along at uh, 50 miles an hour on open water it's, then you're going to have wind no doubt about mm -hmm. it uh, it'll help cancel out some of that uh, wind noise um, has your NOAA weather channels, uh, but it is also same compatible, uh, which is an awesome feature that they added to it. That's the specific area message encoding. Um, it allows certain messages in your local area only and filters out some of the, the ones that come in from further away. Yeah, I'm really excited about that feature, too. This is one of the only, probably the only handheld um, two-way radio that we have yeah. that supports the same technology mm -hmm. um, for the weather. So uh, there used to be a Motorola uh, uh, 9680. But they discontinued that. It was discontinued, yeah, yeah and we get people yeah. asking about that. So maybe this will be an option for um, for those customers. Exactly. Um, has the TriWatch on it. TriWatch will allow you to monitor basically three channels at once. You monitor channel 16 on the VHF Marine side, which is basically your emergency channel, and then two user-selected channels, uh, which is nice. Um, it does have the advanced GMRS scan. Um, allows the user basically to scan either the channels, privacy codes within a channel, or up to 10 memory locations to locate specific conversations in progress. Um, burp feature, which I think is kind of neat, um, especially if your radio gets wet. The radio can sense it, and it vibrates, and it pumps that water off the grill, uh, speaker grill, to improve your sound again. Um, that is a nice feature. I mean, considering the fact that the radio is, is submersible, if it gets dunked in the water, um, and even if you're not, you know, in the water per se, if you're in some pretty rough terrain and you lose your radio, uh, yeah. you know, pick it up and it's all wet, this this can... Or you're going to get can, caught out in a rain shower. You yeah. Know, if you hit some big enough waves, water's going to come overboard and splash you. So it's uh, just a neat little feature that they added. Um, but overall, it seems like this radio is, is packed full of different features. I like the screen on it, bigger screen, which is nice, easy to read. I wish they would have done something since it is a waterproof radio. Um, it's it's all black. <laughs> yeah. Put some orange on there, put some yellow on there. Usually that's 
what's been done. I mean, at night it may be hard to find. Um, you know, if it's, it gets dropped in the lake, um, you may have to get a utilize a flashlight or something. But other than that, I like the feel to it. Um, does have the lithium battery, which is great. But it also comes with, and and we just saw this, is it's got a an additional um, alkaline battery kit that goes with it. Basically, it's a uh, battery pack that looks like the battery that goes on the radio, but you put in uh, five uh, AA batteries to use um, in a pinch, basically. It uh, does come with the cigarette lighter adapter uh, to plug into the radio to power it. It's got a neat feature on the the uh, cradle charger for the radio. You can either charge the radio and battery at the same time, or you can charge just the battery. And if you get in a pinch, uh, you know, great use for that is if you you're you're out and about, your rechargeable battery starts to die, but you still need your radio. Throw that battery tray on there on the radio. Use it. And, and throw the, the battery by itself on the charger to uh, get it charged within a couple hours and be ready to go again. And with the car charger, you have the flexibility of charging it in your vehicle or, or on your uh, boat. Or on your boat, or you can plug it in the wall. The AC charger is included as well. Exactly. I think Cobra did a really nice job putting this package together. Um, every year we see there are more options, and some are great and some are. Eh, seems like they've taken all the best ones and put it in this radio. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, this, this radio is officially in Cobra's marine line, but um, I think it's going to see a lot of interest from the, the GMRS or consumer radio people. That no doubt. Is, those guys looking for a better quality GMRS radio, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely going to become an option. No doubt. Well, well, Cobra actually markets this as an all-terrain radio. In, in fact, if you look on the box, they, they actually call it, Floating all-terrain radio. They're saying use on boats, ATVs, snowmobiles, road trips, and many other uses. I think what they're really going for is is the outdoors crowd that are that are, uh, you know, on boats, uh, hikers, campers, and that do a little bit of uh, amphibious stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. I mean, it's going to serve a lot of different applications. Well, yeah, definitely. I. I when I first opened this radio and I saw it, I thought, "Oh wow, this is uh, this is the GMRS user's answer to all of their complaints about uh, the lack of of functionality and and uh, versatility with the GMRS uh, and FRS combo radios." But when you really look at it, it's it's much more than that. It really is. Well, having the the uh, same technology on the the weather. I mm-hmm. think gives it a lot as well. I mean, like Anthony was saying, with, with that you basically basically put in your zip code. It's not a zip code, but there's a, yeah, a, a code that code, will think, right? limit you to a certain zip code size area, and you get proactive weather alerts. So right. mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have to listen to weather alerts that aren't for your area, but um, it will tell you specifically what it is. I mean, you'll see tornado warning right mm-hmm. on the on the display. Definitely, I'm impressed with the radio. I think it's uh, it's well worth it. What's it going for? We have these on the site ready to ship today, one twenty nine ninety five. Um, and like we said, every package is going to include the radio, of course, your one thousand milliamp 
lithium polymer rechargeable battery, the desktop charger AC adapter, the antenna of course, spring-loaded belt clip, 12-volt DC plug, and the alkaline battery tray. Yeah, it comes with quite a lot for the, for the money. And I think that it's that battery tray was not originally supposed to be put in the package because it's listed as an optional accessory on the original handout, but now they've got it in the package. Hmm. Right, I, I noticed that as well. It's, it's listed as an optional accessory, um, but it's definitely in the box. Well... How long it'll stand there, we don't know, but uh, get them now while they I, can. While I think can. as long as they have a place for it in that uh, that uh, packaging there, they, they need to put it in there. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you get uh, get quite a bit of uh, uh, bang for your buck there. And like I said, in stock, Rick, give them the promo code, save them another 5%. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> yeah, if you... If you uh, well, if you enter the promo code SHOW at checkout, you can save an additional 5% uh, off your order. Off there you go. Things. Well, uh, anything else to add to it? No, I think we covered everything. Well, there's a lot there's to a cover lot, There's there. a lot to cover. There's there's some th- obvious things that we left out. I mean, it, you know, it is Vox compatible. and um, Three-year warranty. Three-year warranty is <laughs> great. Um, but it's, it's... We just got those in. Yeah. <laughs> We left those out until now. That's right. But the, but definitely, there, there's a lot to this radio. Well worth a look. Um, well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Um, the first one comes from Robert. And uh, Robert wants to know, he's asking about the Ocean KGUV8D. And um, that one we covered uh, uh, in a previous episode of the Two Way Radio Show. Uh, he wants to know, is this a true dual band, as in receive UHF slash UHF or VHF slash VHF or UHF slash VHF? I like the looks of the KGUV-8D. Uh, I have the KGUV-6X, and that's from Robert. I'm not familiar with the 6X. 6X is the same as a uh, 6D, but I oh, believe it? it's it's made for a specific retailer, maybe. Uh, um but uh, to answer his question, yes, it is a true dual-band radio. It has simultaneous receive, and it can even do advanced um, functions like uh, cross-band repeat. Mm-hmm. Again, okay, and our uh, next one comes from Shar, uh, and Shar is uh, he's looking for some radios. He says, I am looking for four sets of radios that can be used by eight people. We could all talk to each other. Headset and boom mic, six acres of property. Do they make such a creature? Thanks. And that's from Char. Um, yeah, maybe the uh, GXT-1000 mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. a great option for him. I mean, it, that um, is a two-pack. It yep. includes a headset with boom mic. So um, everything right there in one package. And this should definitely cover your six acres. Yeah, yeah. yeah Five-watt radio, You, um, I, th- I think you'd be happy with that. All right. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, or stream it to your vehicle or smartphone on Stitcher. All right. uh, 
it's about time to go. Uh, before we do, any uh, final comments? Anything else? Any, any, Nothing for say? me. No? You good? You're good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. We'll be right back.